Welcome to Storytime with Uncle Reddit, a podcast where I read some of the best posts from across Reddit and around the web. Each episode is a collection of funny content that includes subjects like tales from tech support, entitled parents, choosing beggars, pro-revenge, and more. Today's episode is all about tales from tech support. Well, hey everyone, welcome back to the channel. As you may or may not have noticed, I've been uh, MIA most of this week, <laughs> so, and you could probably hear it in me. I tried to take enough NyQuil to beat the congested sound, but eh, came down Monday night with a fever and uh, pretty much been in bed for four days except for a test for the crud, which came back positive, of course. So it's going to run its course through our house, and I wasn't going to do anything more this week, but I'm getting a little stir-crazy, so eh, let's read some stories anyway. I want all our DLs to be internal use only. One of our clients started getting quite a bit of spam recently, more so than usual, but luckily the really bad type of spam, so it's really obvious even to the more not-tech-literate staff. The really bad thing, however, is that the spam wasn't going to individual users, but to their distribution lists. They have quite a few. Most are internal use only, but some need to receive outside reports. One such DL they have is an all-staff where every other DL is added. For whatever historical reason, this was not set to be internal only from the start. I blame my old colleague for that, and also the client who probably agreed to leave it as such. They didn't really have a proper CTO back then, and was a bit hectic. So you can imagine when one phishing email suddenly goes to over 500 users, it's a bad thing. Cue the actual dialogue. I get a ticket from Big Boss Man's PA to let us know of the email. I proceed with my usual search and purge from the portal and then ask, Hey PA, do you guys really need this all staff to be open to public? It would be much safer to make this internal use only. Now, I don't get a reply for five days. The week passes and next week a ticket comes in. Follow up to original. PA, hey IT help desk. I've spoken with CEO. Please make all our distribution lists internal only. Now, like I said before, most DLs already are private, but some absolutely need to be public for very important results and reports from third parties. One specific DL belonging to a certain big money-making department would be devastated if even one of their results doesn't come through, and they deal with about 30 to 50 a minute. The catch? I was on lunch, and one of our newer colleagues picked this up. In terms of the task required, he definitely has the knowledge and access to do it, but as always, is not that cut and dry. By pure chance, I'm coming back in the office and passing by my new colleague and see the ticket he's dealing with, and to bring him a coffee, I felt generous that day and got the office a coffee from the nice place on the corner. Lo and behold, I nearly dropped the tray and shouted, STOP! Poor guy flinched like I was going to throw the coffee on his crotch. He had just started making the DLs private, and was just about to do the very important department one. Phew, you have no idea how I went from being chilly coming from outside to sweating like a fin in a sauna. I apologized to my guy for shouting and explained what he was just about to do. Cue his face going pale. I asked him if he didn't mind assigning the ticket to me as I was dealing with it last week and can put him on as a follower. So now to reply. PA, are you sure about that? Department X would literally implode and manager there would not only chew my head off but CEOs too. And you know he will. It would then mean... Money lost in profits for just a few minutes of lost emails alone. Two minutes later, PA. Hold on a minute, let me check with CEO and manager. Ten minutes later, I get a reply from CTO in the ticket chain. CTO. Hey me, ignore that please. Make all staff private for now as well as DL, X and Y. Those don't get anything external. Please leave A, B and C public and put a note to say they are to never be made private. Lest we don't want to get paid that month. This wasn't meant as a threat. She meant it as the loss of profits would cripple them a bit kind of a joke. 
I personally know CTO and she has a good sense of humor along with a good head on her shoulders. And so I do and make the description say that on the DL. If you make this DL private, we don't get paid by client. Hopefully this will help the future generations at the company not make the mistake my colleague was about to. That's it for now. I've got quite a few more interesting ones I'm hoping to find. Time this weekend to format and remember, but also starting a new job next week. So I look forward to amusing you with stories from there at some point. Edit. Whoa, thank you kind strangers for the gold and silver. Yeah, that's a good tech guy. You want to you want to keep that tech guy right there, kind of on the ball instead of just following orders blindly. Really knows what's going on and has a feel for the pulse of the company. So good on you, OP. Sorry for the nasally talk here tonight, guys. MX lookup failed. A certain first-line tech in my org is known for being a chatterbox, but not so hot technically. They get on great with customers and do plenty of work, which more than makes up for it. One day, an email he'd sent to his wife was returned as undeliverable. They still used an address with a long, defunct ISP. Back in the day, this ISP gave each customer their own subdomain, resulting in entire families having addresses like firstname at lastname.isp.com. In typical fashion, his ticket contained plenty of useful info, but you had to read through three paragraphs to find it. I've been able to send my wife mail for years without issue. I hope they aren't finally killing off my old ISP. Is there something wrong with DNS? Are you blocking personal mail now? I read over the info and the undeliverable notification he'd forwarded on, stared in disbelief for a moment, then drafted my very short response. Uh, it looks like you've spelled your own last name wrong in the to box. I can see where that would be easy enough to do. Yeah, some days, you know, just like when I type the, the file names for these videos, every so often my brain just defaults to tails, T-A-I-L-S. I know it's wrong, but my fingers just do it anyway. And you guys call me on it as soon as I do it. Thank you. Short story about one of my favorite users. Hey everyone, here's a short tale from one of my favorite users, referred to as Carl from here onwards, not their name. As a quick background, I do tech support for software. I'm assuming that's a software company. Carl, one of the clients, was trying to use the software to replicate the results of a journal publication using two different workflows. Think of it as a validation study. However, Carl ran into difficulties at one point and dropped me a message. It's been a while, but here's how the conversation roughly went. Carl, I am trying to use two different workflows to achieve the results from journal publication by using the first workflow. I'm getting almost perfect results, but with the second workflow, the results are vastly different. Could something be acting up? Me. Hi Carl, this is OP. Thanks for reporting. I'll have a look if I can find something unusual. At this point, I remoted in to see what was happening, since I would not expect major accuracy differences between the two workflows. Not as much as Carl was reporting anyway. After spending a couple minutes comparing the configurations from both workflows, I noticed that Carl has three settings that are different. I decided to get more information. Just to make sure, are you looking to analyze the same scenario with both workflows, or are you looking at two different scenarios? Carl, I'm looking to analyze the same scenario and obtain the same results in this exercise. For some reason, Carl mixed settings from another project that they were running into the second workflow, which caused the results to be unexpected. After informing him of that, Carl goes, oops, sorry, I messed up. I must have mixed settings from a different project. Thanks for spotting that. Have a nice evening. The entire interaction took less than 10 minutes. Carl never fails to be courteous and helpful, and it always puts a smile on my face when I see them around. Well, that's nice. It's just way too much wholesomeness in today's tales. I don't know what it is. Oh, well. But hey, it's good for the company uh, when everybody gets along. 
Why is the projector not working? All tech people are useless. So backstory. I used to work as a librarian for a cafe at a regional campus. Because this campus was so far away from the main ones, I was also the unofficial tech support, even though I had no training or admin access. IT only came to visit after a certain number of jobs were logged or a new tech had to be installed. Generally, it wasn't hard work, mostly user errors, like forgetting passwords or accidentally turning off their own Wi-Fi. To quote the IT crowd, have you turned it off and on again? That kind of stuff. One particular day, I had a teacher come storming into the library, demanding I follow her back to her classroom. She was ranting even before she got to the loans desk where I was sitting. Something about old tech and how things weren't good enough, and as a tech person, I should fix it right away. I'm not tech. <laughs> for the record, this teacher is known for being technologically incompetent. She once yanked all the cords out of the back of a computer because she didn't realize her YouTube video was on silent. Customer service smile activate. I ask what's the issue, and she proceeds to tell me, in between personal jabs at my supposed incompetence, that the screen is out of focus and nothing she does will fix it. I ask her which room she's in and find out it's one of the new machines that had just been installed the day before. I have a feeling I know it's wrong because this isn't the first time today I've fixed this issue for a much nicer teacher, so I follow her to her class. All our students are just sitting there chatting and look up as we walk in. The teacher heads straight to the front of the class and starts messing with the computer. I ask if she's checked the machine and she said, no, don't be stupid, it was too high. It's attached to the roof, so for someone like me, five foot two. I would need a chair to stand on to reach it, but there were plenty of tall students in this class. Looking around, I spot the tallest student. I ask him to please give me a hand. After he comes over, I point to the machine and simply say, could you take the cap off the front? IT must have left it on when they installed it. The image cleared up right away. The students all start laughing because up until this point, the teacher had still been going on about how all the tech people and machines were totally useless and are idiots. I just smiled and walked at the door, trying to sound not too sarcastic. I'm not tech, but if you need any more help, you can find me in the library. Lol. There we go. That's what I was waiting for. The arrogant entitled user. Everybody else is incompetent. Yes, the tech did mistakenly leave the uh, lens cap on the projector, but you could have been nice about asking instead of calling everybody idiots and incompetent. Water, water everywhere. I've worked in the computer IT field for quite a while now. My first programming was on a Z80 processor-based computer and I'm still amazed by some of the things that happened to or because of users. Case in point, several years ago I was working for a department at a large university and my phone was ringing as I unlocked my office door one morning. Client stated that when she started her computer that morning, the mouse was going crazy and menus were opening and closing randomly on the desktop. I'd heard around that time of a virus that supposedly deleted icons from the desktop and did other random bad things. I honestly don't remember now, it's been a while ago. So I told her I'd be right there. Arriving at her office, sure enough, it was as she stated. Mouse moving randomly around the screen. Menus opening and closing. Trains derailing, planes crashing, women having babies, and other random stuff was happening. I immediately reached for the power button and performed a hard shutdown. As I sat there contemplating what might have caused this, I happened to see the water bottle on her desk, on its side, right over the keyboard tray. I turned and looked her right in the eye as I reached down, pick up the water bottle, and set it upright on her desk. Her. I saw a few drops of water on the keyboard this morning, but I wiped it off. Do you think that might have been the problem? Me, still looking at her as I reach down, pick up the keyboard, and let the water drain out. <laughs> yes, I think this might be the problem. I'll be right back. Quick trip to the supply room and a new keyboard later, and all was right once again. 
She did try to lay the blame on the cleaning staff, which I didn't buy for a second. Cleaning staff never did any more than empty the trash and didn't ever dust the desks. I just told her that to make sure this didn't happen again to never leave an uncapped drink or liquid on her desk. Cluesers, clueless users, love them or hate them, they're the reason IT support exists. That's right, as much as we complain about them, IT wouldn't have a job without them. And we wouldn't have all these cool stories. Hey, if you guys like this type of content, do me a favor. Click the video on the screen. I think you're going to like this one too. See ya. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.